Welcome to the Whiteboard Session, examining our faith based on Luther's small catechism. This week, Pastor Jung continues our discussion on the Ten Commandments, and we focus on the Ninth and Tenth Commandments. You shall not covet your neighbor's house, and you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant, or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Let's listen in. Welcome back, folks. It's, uh, it's Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California, the West Coast. The left coast. Now what we call it? Maybe. I'm so random. I know. It's so weird. But anyways, uh, we continue on with our commandments here. Uh, ninth and tenth commandment about God's gift of contentment. What's that about? Hmm. Why don't we begin uh, with a word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we we are so blessed by the fullness that you give through the endless provisions that you, by your gracious hand, provide. Lord, give us faith uh, in this life, knowing that we are content because you are our Father and that you continue to look after us and that we as your children uh, continue to have faith in what you bring. Lord, uh, bless us in this time and, and give us um, a heart of uh, thanksgiving, uh, knowing that we are at peace because uh, we are of your own. Bless us, O Lord, as we study the ninth and 10th commandments and may these commandments show us uh, the contentedness that we have in your name. For all these things we are thankful. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So God's gift of contentment. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. What does this mean? Ninth commandment. We should fear and love God so that we do not scheme to get our neighbor's inheritance or house or get it in a way which only appears right, but help him be of service to him in keeping it. Uh, We see in the 10th commandment, uh, God's gift of contentment continued. Uh, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Uh, what does this mean? Uh, we should fear and love God so that we do not entice or force away our neighbor's wife, workers, animals, or turn them against them, but urge them to stay and do their duty. Question is, what is contentment? What is contentment? You know, the Lord, by His commandments, shows us curb, mirror, rule. He hits the heart and shows us what contentment really is, right? When we look at the mirror here, He's really pointing to what is your contentment out there? Right now, as you're listening to this, what brings you contentment? Uh, fulfillment, right? From the, uh, from the word... Um, Roma, maybe? Complete? Hmm. But we see right here uh, what grants you fulfillment. Now, this should give you, uh, this should bring you back to give us this day our daily bread as we have uh, seen that in the Lord's Prayer. Or, I believe in God the Father Almighty. I hate when I run out of space. Try to write the R there, but you get it. Wait, Almighty, A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y. Oops. So we see, uh, we see right here what these are very intertwined with this right here because we see when I say I believe in God the Father Almighty, what we're really saying is God gives me all things, not out of any merit or worthiness in me, but by His divine mercy. Give us this day our daily bread. This is a give, right? God gives us the daily bread by His provisions. Food, drink, land, home, house, animals, wife, 
uh, even our members and our senses, he still takes care of them as we read in the catechism. You know, we, we trust in God because he created everything out of nothing. Creatio ex nihilo, right? And he gives us everything. And we, with a, a faithful heart, are thankful for all that he has done. Oh, give thanks to the Lord uh, for his love endures forever. Or our help is in the name of the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And that is our contentment. The Lord hits to the core of this commandment and shows us, look, Mike, out there, if you're listening, is there a Mike that's listening? <laughs> what are you content about? Where is your contentment? Because if you're not finding it in Christ, if you're not finding it in the Lord's provisions, his word and sacrament, what takes over? Greed. That was a movie with Michael Douglas, uh, the father of Michael Douglas. Is that a Michael Douglas Sr.? But that was a movie back in the day. And, and greed is the, the core element here with the piercing of the second use of the law, that law as mirror, to show us our covetousness. Covetousness. It, it says right here in Romans 7, uh, sin produced in me all kinds of covetousness. Uh, what is coveting? Coveting is having a sinful desire for anyone or anything that belongs to our neighbor. Why would we have a sinful desire for all the things that aren't ours? Why? It's because of the G word, right? Greed. Greed. Um, but what happens in that greed? Right? We forget... I believe in God, the Father Almighty. We forget, give us this day our daily bread. We forget that with everything that God has given to us, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we are content. We are at peace. Right? And this greed is what is really the battle here. Now, we live in, for all of you who live in America here in the United States, the great United States of America, uh, we very well know that we are living in a land of abundance. And I think greed... You know, consumerism, materialism is such an easy uh, idol that we have, right? We're inundated with all these adver advertisements and all these things, and it's so easy to fall short of that. And it's almost as if uh, we find our contentment in those very things, right? And if that is the case, if greed takes over, what, what happens? Right? When we do not fear, love, and trust God above all things, as a reason in the ninth and tenth commandment here, we will scheme our neighbor's inheritance or house, and uh, we will uh, entice and force away our neighbor's wife, workers, or animals, or turn them against them, right? We will do anything it takes to get what we want, right? Uh, and um, again, uh, the commandment really pierces us to the core in a sense where it addresses and acknowledges the greed in our hearts and minds and how sinful we can be um, um, in this in this idol of greed, right? Um, and we see right here in 1 Timothy 6, verses 8 to 10, if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. You know, we see uh, when we talk about the love of money, 
Now, again, money is good, right? It's, money is, isn't inherently bad in itself, but the love of money is a whole different story, right? I mean, God, you know, and I always say, you know, to my kids, you know, you know, you know when you make money, you look at that paycheck and say, how, how Lord, can I serve you? How will this best be used for your glory? And that's great. The more money we have, the more ways we can serve and give and love and serve our neighbor. That's how we should see it, isn't it? Uh, but again, when you have that love of money, you will go to all costs. You will go to all measures to get what you, in your sinful heart, desire. And that is uh, by trickery. That is by deceit. That is by stealing. That is by taking what is not yours because you think that those things will make you full. That those things will make you content. When in fact, this commandment shows us, no, it won't. Just imagine if the Israelites did that to each other just plundered each other's goods in their wilderness wandering. I mean, after all, the Ten Commandments were given in Exodus 20. And we very well know that if that happened, uh, wow, how far would they have gone? Right? Taking each other's wives and taking each other's uh, ox and, and donkey and manservant and mate. I mean, how, how far would they have gone? Right? And we know because that generation never made it to the promised land. But the point is, is that where is this contentment? What is the center? It is by God's word, his promise, the sacraments. This is where our contentment is. And I think, and I'm so passionate about this because I know for myself, so easy it is to fall, to greed, right? Like me, 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 me. So easy we fall to our own vision of contentment. And, and we see right here, um, and I urge you guys, it says, some who have wandered away from the faith because of these cravings, as it says in 1 Timothy 6, they pierce themselves with many pangs to destruction. That's what greed can do. That's why the, the God loves you so much that he shows you this boundary to say, look, Mike, Jim, Jane, Steve, Sarah, whoever's out there, that greed can destroy you. That's why I'm giving you these thoughts to show you the boundary, right? To show you the mirror, to safeguard you from destruction, to show you that your greed will take you nowhere, to acknowledge that greed and do what? Repent, turn, metanoia, right? To turn from your sin, to turn to God and confess your sins to God the Father, again, in faith, knowing that in Christ Jesus, we are forgiven of our sins and praying, Lord, give me a contented heart from here on out. Grant me a faith that trusts in your word and sacrament, to trust in the I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Give us this day our daily bread. You give all things, O Lord. And because of that, I am content. Right? That is the life of faith. It's not that you don't have enough. You, I have to ask the right question. Where is my contentedness? I mean, we see it in the Bible. This Sunday, we're going to talk about John the Baptist and, and, and how he is in jail. I mean, contentment. I, he could have always said it. Well, if I'm the forerunner, don't I get, like, some type of uh, benefit rewards card for being the forerunner? Like, can't I get hooked up by God for all that I've done? No, he's in jail, and he will be beheaded. But his contentment was in Christ, right? The promise of the Savior, and therefore for us too. Our contentment is in His promises, His word, fulfillment that He brings. 
And therefore, when we look at all that we have, we thank the Lord and we thank Him for all that we have. Not only should we be content with what God has given to us, we also assist our neighbor in their contentedness, right? To keep what God has given to that person. And um, remember those words, Hebrews 13, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he, said, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Again, the battle of greed. We forget those words, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But we say, I need to live and I need to find my own way rather than resting in God's word and his promises. It's a battle, you guys. Like an easy battle that we fail to acknowledge as we live so easily within our, um, within our covetousness, our greed. Um, and, and this is something that plagues our society today, I believe. Luke 12, 15 reads, He said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Life consists... That is, the contentment of life consists in the fulfillment that God gives. Keep our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith. So many times we don't do that. I'm guilty of that too. Therefore, we ought to repent and seek his forgiveness. And pray, Lord, turn me. And give me faith in the contentment that you give. Right? I need no one other than the body and blood of Jesus. Something to always dwell upon as we live our lives in this faith, knowing that by his sacrifice we are made full. And something that we ought that we quickly forget as we live in this in this um, in these fast weeks that we live. We forget the fulfillment that he gives. And I, I think this is a reminder to all of us of the, the reality of covetousness that uh, we see in our lives. Mere, right? Diagnose the greed, covetousness, points us to Christ and his forgiveness wherever I put that. I didn't put that anywhere yet. But there uh, it's point, it points us to the remedy that is Christ and his forgiveness. And therefore we pray that in our Christian life, he may rule our hearts have that life of contentment. And when we fall short, what do we do? We repent, seek his forgiveness, uh, live in love and serve our neighbor. And we do that in that cyclical pattern. That is the Christian life, you guys. Um, and um, as we live in this Christian life, um, these holy desires that we have, by the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, lead us. Right? So um, as a close here today, uh, just remember that um, the reality of our sin just like the woman in the garden, Genesis 3, saw the tree, looked good, shiny, glistening, delight to the eyes. She took it and she fell to sin. In your, own in your own life, what looks good to you? The temptation to take that very thing is the same that Adam and Eve saw in the garden. James 1, each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Be on guard, friends. The devil is like a prowling lion ready to attack, and there he is trying to attack your source of contentment. 
You're content. You're a child of God, covered by the body and blood of Jesus. You have the keys, not just any keys, but the keys to eternal life. And um, this is where everything flows from. The word and sacrament, from there we flow to the contentment to not only uh, uh, not have greed, but to take care of our neighbor and to the protection of their possessions. May you all have a good day, and may you pray upon this and pray that the Lord will give you contentment in His Word. Why don't we conclude with a word of prayer? Our dear Heavenly Father, we, we are so uh, thankful for Your gracious words. Lord, we know that we fall short and that our covetous heart, how quickly we fall short to our greed. Lord, uh, we pray that uh, You will give us Your forgiveness in the body and blood of Jesus, in the Savior's death and resurrection. But we also pray, O oh Lord, in this forgiveness that You may Give us a peaceable life to love and serve our neighbor, to not take from them, but to help them and to serve them um, in their own contentedness as well. Bless us, O Lord, in this faith, knowing that we are made full, that we are full, all by what you have given to us. For all these things, we are thankful. We pray all this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a blessed day, and uh, may we see you once again once again, in the near future. All right. Bye. Adios. See you later. Thanks for listening to this study on Luther's small catechism. We hope this was helpful as you grow in the Christian faith and study of the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us on the web at faithmorepark.com.